ಜ್ಞಾನಂಜನಶಲಾಕಾ ಪರಿಸೋಸಿಯೇಟ್ಸ್ಪರಿಯ and his eternal abode his eternal abode is a manifestation of his internal energy whereas the material world is a manifestation of his external energy when he descends on the material world he displays himself with all paraphernalia in his internal potency which is called atma maya in the bhagavad gita the lord says that he descends by his own potency Atma Maya, his form, name, fame, paraphernalia, abode, etc. are not therefore creations of matter. He descends to reclaim the fallen souls and to re-establish codes of religion which are directly enacted by him. Except for God, no one can establish the principles of religion. either he or a suitable person empowered by him can dictate the codes of religion real religion means to know god our relation with him and our duties in relation with him and to know ultimately our destination after leaving this material body the conditioned souls who are entrapped by the material energy hardly know all these principles of life most of them are like animals engaged in eating sleeping fearing and mating they are mostly engaged in sense enjoyment under the pretension of religiosity knowledge or salvation they are still more blind in the present age of kali or quarrel or kali yuga in the kali yuga the population is just a royal edition of the animals they have nothing to do with spiritual knowledge of godly religious life they are so blind that they cannot see anything beyond the jurisdiction of the subtle mind intelligence or ego but they are very much proud of their advancement in knowledge science and material prosperity they can risk their lives to become a dog or a hog just after leaving the present body for they have completely lost sight of the ultimate aim of life the personality of godhead shri krishna appeared before us just a little prior to the beginning of kali yuga and he returned to his eternal home practically at the commencement of kali yuga while he was present he exhibited everything by his different activities he spoke the bhagavad gita specifically and eradicated all pretentious principles of religiosity and prior to his departure from this material world He empowered Sri Vyasadeva through Narada to compile the messages of the Srimad Bhagavatam. And thus both the Bhagavad Gita and the Srimad Bhagavatam 
are like torchbearers for the blind people of this age. In other words, if men in this age of Kali want to see the real light of life, they must take to these two books only, and their aim of life will be fulfilled. Bhagavad Gita is the preliminary study of the Bhagavatam, and Srimad Bhagavatam is the summum bonum of life. Lord Sri Krishna personified. We must, therefore, accept Srimad Bhagavatam as the direct representation of Lord Krishna. One who can see Srimad Bhagavatam can see also Lord Sri Krishna in person. They are identical. Anarto Prashamam Sakshad, Bhakti Yoga Madhokshaje, Lokasya Janato Vidvams Chakra Sakhata This verse, which I just quoted, is also from this first canto of Bhagavatam. It states that all the difficulties of material life can be eradicated by performing bhakti yoga to Krishna called adhoksaja. This word adhoksaja is very important. It means the Supreme Lord who cannot be understood by any material means. He is not material. The material approach to understanding him won't work. Srimad Bhagavatam can be understood by understanding that Krishna is Adhoksaja. That means that we cannot see him with ordinary eyes. Our vision has to change. In this verse, Nashtadrisha, persons whose vision is spoiled, are mentioned. Their vision will be restored by Srimad Bhagavatam. So this verse I was quoting says, Lokasya Jana Tobhidvams Chakra Sapata Samhita. People who do not know Adhoksaja, who do not know the process of bhakti to Adhoksaja, they are favored by Vyasadeva who for them compiled this Srimad Bhagavatam. He made this Bhagavatam to give proper knowledge to persons who are lacking it, which is the symptom of this material world to be ignorant of Krishna. Krishna believed We've come to this world forgetting Krishna. And Bahimok means returning away from Krishna. Srimad Bhagavatam gives us the knowledge to understand that we are only meant for serving Krishna. Now, ignorance of Krishna is the basic situation of this material world, but it is more apparent in this Kali Yuga, the age of quarrel, in which people are particularly 
the tendency is to be particularly irreligious. Dharma jnana dibhi saha. All good qualities left with Krishna. Krishna left. He went back to his own abode. Krishna comes to this world. At the end of Dwarapa Yuga, he left and then all good qualities left with him. He is Dharma. He is Jnana. So all these qualities left with him, but at the same time, he remained in this world in the form of Srimad Bhagavatam. And one can, by the mercy of Krishna, by the mercy of Vyasadeva, one can gain knowledge of Krishna. One, even in this Kali Yuga, which is full of all bad qualities, one can gain knowledge of Krishna by this Srimad Bhagavatam. So, there are many Vedic literatures, but this is the essence. Of all the Vedic literatures, Vyasadeva has given the essence, which is Srimad Bhagavatam. In Bhagavad Gita, Lord Krishna says that in all the Vedas, I am the object of knowledge. Ved means knowledge. But what's the point? What's the essence? What is the Vedyaha? What is the object? What is it to be known? What is the subject matter? Just like in this verse, the translation begins that this Bhagavad Purana, so the subject matter of this verse is Bhagavad Purana. But what is the subject of the Vedas? What is, is knowledge but what kind of what what's the point so krishna is veda vedya he is that which is to be known by the vedas however the vedas they give many paths for people at different levels of eligibility, adhika. So, therefore in the Vedas, there is prescription to worship different demigods. There is recommendation of karma yoga, jnana yoga, ashtanga yoga. There is uh, impersonal concept of the absolute. All these are there because not everyone is attracted to the Veda Vedya. People are attracted to, people on a lower level are attracted to different goals. Therefore, in Bhagavad Gita, Lord Krishna says, Chaigunya Vishyo Veda Nistraigunya Bhavarjuna, that the Vedas mostly deal with the three modes of material nature. But he tells Arjuna, you should rise above the modes of material nature. Rise above 
even what the Vedas say. So what mostly is in the Vedas is simply to attract people. But the actual subject matter of the Vedas is given in Sriman Bhagavatam. Vedeshu Durlabham. It's very, although the subject matter of the Vedas is Krishna, it's very difficult to find Krishna in the Vedas. He's there, but then you'll find there's, there's so many parts given that it seems that devotion to Krishna is just one of many paths. Whereas actually it's not. Shreyashritin bhaktim udadsyate vibho klishantili ye kevala bodhalabdeya Those who take up other paths than bhakti, they don't get any real benefit. Those who take up other paths than pure devotion to Krishna, they are compared to persons who they husk chaff. Now you're all city boys, but the Vedic in the Vedic literature the examples given are those of an agrarian society. Things that people living on the land they can relate to. Kubamandukyanyai, the example of the frog in the well. Then there's Shaka Chandranyai, the example of the the moon seen through the branches of a tree. Arundhatinyai looking at the star Vishishta and then looking at the star Arundhati. So these are all examples from an agrarian society, but you don't know. <laughs> you don't know what all these things are. So in this verse, the example is given of husking chaff. But you probably don't know what chaff is or what husking it means, because these are things people in the country do. In the city you just buy rice, that's all. But for your information, you might have studied in school. Maybe you never saw it. But rice, after it has been harvested and the grain separated from the stalk, well, there are two, well, there are two kinds of rice. One is dried in the sun and the other is boiled first. But you have to separate the... There's a hard covering... Bhusa That's fed to the cows usually. Or sometimes they make oil out of it nowadays. Rice husk oil. So you can't eat the rice. It's tr very troublesome to eat the rice without taking this husk. So you have to take that outside part, the husk. You have to, it's called the chaff. You have to take it off. There's a process. Shake it. There are different processes for doing that. So, if you see rice with the husk on, it looks similar to rice without the husk on it, because you can't, if you just see the husk, the husk means the covering, it's a brown covering. You can't, it looks, at first glance, it might look as if the rice grain is inside, but it's already gone. So if you try again to shake the rice, and think that again you will, Again, rice will come out. It won't. It's already separated. So what's the point of going to the effort of trying to separate the rice from the husk, the covering, when it's already separated? 
So this is the example given. That the endeavor to take up other processes of self-upliftment other than bhakti, it's like the endeavor to husk rice, which has already been husked. Means to husk the husk. You don't get any you won't get any benefit from it. You might get some exercise, that's all. But you won't get any rice. This example is given. So Srimad Bhagavatam clearly establishes that Krishna is the Supreme Personality of Godhead. Krishna's to Bhagavan Swayam. And that service to Him is the highest engagement for everyone. Savai pung sang paro dharmo yato bhaktir adhokshaje ahaituki apratihata yayatma suprasidati. The supreme dharma for every person. Savai pungsam. Pungsam means for every person. Paro dharma. Topmost dharma. Yato bhaktir adhoksaja. By which bhakti to adhoksaja is attained. Again this word adhoksaja comes up. Not some imaginary god. The supreme personality of Godhead. Hmm? Prakriting purusham param. Beyond this material energy. So, that bhakti has to be ahaituki, without any personal desire and apratihata. Non-stop. 24 hours a day. No holidays. Only this can fully satisfy us, the soul. So other lower processes of dharma, they are called manodharma. They may satisfy the mind, just like some manoranja. But that doesn't give full satisfaction. That may temporarily satisfy the mind. Yes, I'm doing some dharma. But atma prasidati, how the soul can be satisfied, for that is required atma dharma. So this bhakti, meaning full surrender to Krishna, that is the dharma of the atma. All other dharmas, they may be deha dharma, just like one is Brahman, Kshatriya, Vaishya, Shudra, one performs his dharma according to the deha, according to the body. So this is deha dharma. Then manodharma, various religious processes, yoga, jnana, shakti upasana, all these different kinds of things. They, they may satisfy the mind, but atma dharma or jaiva dharma, that which is the f- function of the self, that is bhakti to adhoksaja, the supreme personality of Godhead, who cannot be seen by materialistic vision, who cannot be conceived of 
by materialistic imagination, who cannot be touched, smelled, felt, heard by any material means. Therefore, Sarvopadhi Vinir Muktam Tatparatvena Nirmalam Rishikena Rishikesha Sevanam Bhakti Ruchate. When one is free from identifying with this body, when he understands, I am not this body, I am eternal spirit soul, I have an eternal spiritual relationship of service to the supreme transcendental personality of Godhead. And when we actually engage in that service, engaging all our senses, purified senses, in the service of He, Rishikesh, who is the master of the senses, that is called Bhakti. Bhakti is not some imagination or some sentiment. Bhakti is scientifically defined. Bhakti means to serve the supremely pure person through purified senses. What are purified senses? That means that at the present time we are using our senses, let me in, I shall see this, let me enjoy. I shall hear, I shall enjoy hearing this. I shall enjoy tasting this. I shall enjoy taste, smelling that. This is contaminated sense perception how I can enjoy through the senses. But to engage the senses that let me only see Krishna or let me see only that which is favorable for my service to Krishna. Let me hear about Krishna. Let me not hear about anything else. Let me taste only Krishna prasadam. Let me smell only that flowers and scent which is offered to Krishna. The example is given of Ambarish Maharaj, Savaimana Krishna, Padara Vindyo, Vachansi Vaikunta, Gunaranavanane. He fixed his mind on Krishna. I will place my mind at the lotus feet of Krishna. I shall speak only in glorification of Krishna. I shall use my hands only to serve Krishna. I shall use my legs only for going to the temple of Krishna or going somewhere for performing service to Krishna. So this is purified senses. This is taught in Srimad Bhagavatam, not elsewhere. Elsewhere it may be taught piecemeal, a little bit here and there. But Srimad Bhagavatam is the complete thesis of the actual necessity of the jiva which is to serve Krishna in full surrender. This is given in Srimad Bhagavatam. Prabhupada writes in the preface that whoever reads this Srimad Bhagavatam with the Sanskrit verses given, the word-for-word -word translation, the, tra the verse translation and the commentary. Anyone who reads the Srimad Bhagavatam like this, 
After reading the first nine cantos, he will be a God-realized soul. This is the gift of reading Srimad Bhagavatam. Then one becomes qualified to read the tenth canto of Srimad Bhagavatam. Of course, one has to know how to read or hear. Srinvato Shadaya Nityam Grinatas Cha Svachayishtitam Kalena Nati Dirghena Bhagavan Shate Hridi. One has to hear Srimad Bhagavatam or read Srimad Bhagavatam with great faith, endeavoring to understand the subject matter, accepting it in our heart. Not reading it like a novel or like an academic book. But reading Srimad Bhagavatam is an act of worship. So if we read like this, then Kalena Nati Dirghena, within not a very long time, within a short time, Bhagavan will be manifested within our hearts. This is the gift of hearing Srimad Bhagavatam. Of course, it is most helpful and essential to study Srimad Bhagavatam with persons who are themselves absorbed in the subject matter of Bhagavatam. Srimad Bhagavata Sarartam Ashvado Rasikai Saha. We should taste the meaning of Srimad Bhagavatam in the association of persons who are already expert in tasting it. Otherwise, our tendency is to read and to bring all our materialistic conceptions. Therefore, some people think that Srimad Bhagavatam is a sex literature. Some people say it is mythology. Some people say it has no relevance to the 21st century. Some people criticize it's not systematic. But if we can relish the Srimad Bhagavatam in the association of devotees, then we can enter into the spirit of Srimad Bhagavatam. There are some devotees, they are giving courses regularly in Vrindavan, Srimad Bhagavatam Overview, in which they study, they study each verse, and then what is the, what is the essence of each verse, what, what are the essential points Prabhupada is giving in the purport, and then they see what are the essential points for the chapter, for the canto, and then the whole book. So in this way, in a, in a few months, I think in six months, they do an overview of the Srimad Bhagavatam. Just in the last few days, I've been listening to another approach to studying Srimad Bhagavatam. This is all very good to study Srimad Bhagavatam like this. It is not a substitute for personally reading it again and again and again. But one devotee, he was giving a course, Srimad Bhagavatam Underview. 
That means instead of trying to see the whole subject matter in focus, just taking one or two verses and studying in great detail. I think he was aiming to do one chapter of 24 verses in three years. <laughs> studying what exactly, how each word fits together, the Sanskrit, and then how the Acharyas have commented, how Prabhupada has commented. So that's a few days for each verse. So either way, you can approach but we should approach Srimad Bhagavatam if we can study this then our life is perfect you have all spoiled so much of your life going to college and school and studying so much rubbish filled your head with so much garbage all useless knowledge which is probably not very helpful even materially and spiritually it's worse than worse than useless because Jara Vidya Jato Mayar Bhai Bhav Tomar Bhajane Badha Mohajanamya Anitta Shamsari Jeev Ke Kariye Gadha Bhaktivinu Thakur who was himself from the external point of view well educated English educated in those days in the 19th century very few people were English educated. So he was well educated, but his conclusion was that this mundane education converts the jiva into an ass. Because an ass carries heavy weights, which are no use to it. The ass carries big rocks. Have you seen? No, you're all city boys. Maybe if you go in the country, you'll see the ass carrying heavy rocks. with no benefit to the ass whatsoever. But he carries it. And he's very proud. Even though the ass is a beast of burden, he's very proud. So in the same way people get education, they fill their minds with all kinds of garbage, all rubbish, Darwin's theory and so many useless things. India is now making progress. We're going to become a superpower. It's so wonderful. We've got nuclear power. Everything's great. India is so wonderful. It's a totally mundane way of thinking. But this is simply an obstruction to the real purpose of human life, which is to endeavor to understand Krishna. So this mundane education, it simply increases our illusion in this material world. But there is something good about this mundane education, can be made good that as you have learned to read, you can read Srimad Bhagavatam. That if you read Srimad Bhagavatam, and Bhagavad Gita as it is, then you can say your education was at least somewhat useful. Srila Prabhupada, he, he wanted to make the Guru cool for our children. Now we unfortunately what we call Gurukul in Iskon. It's more or less a mundane school teaching the demoniac government syllabus. But Prabhupada's idea was let them learn English so they can read my books. And a little Sanskrit so they can have some idea. Not to become a big pundit and become puffed up. But a little Sanskrit. 
Let them learn that. And then maybe a little history, little science, not very much. Science means you should understand how Krishna is the... He is giving life to all living beings. That's all. You don't have to study in detail, cutting up the frogs, this and that. Once in America, Prabhupada was introduced. This man is a biology professor. Prabhupada said to the man, Poor frogs. He said, What do you mean? He said, You're killing frogs, right? You're cutting them up. That's biology. So, biology means Jiva Hinsa. What's the word for biology in Sanskrit? Jiva Vigyan, something like that. What's the word? Jeev what? Jeev Shastra. There's not a Shastra. There's no such Shastra. Jeevika. Jeev Vigyan. That's what I said. Jeev Vigyan. But it's more like Jeev Hingsa. They're cutting up the animals. So, as Prabhupada said, we have biology in the Shastras. Padma Purana. Jalajanava Lakshanis. Tavara Lakshavinshati. Krimiya Rudra Sankhya Kya. Pakshinam. How many is that? I can't remember exactly. Dasha Lakshanam. Then, uh, it, uh, no, Padma Purana states, Oh, here's a Pakshi come to give us actual Pramana. <laughs> One out of... Someone's talking about me. You came. What are they saying? Don't blaspheme us. We're... Uh, respectable crows. So, Jalajanava uh, Lakshani, there are nine like species within the water. Stavara Lakshavinshati. There are immovable, that means like the trees. Two million. Krimeo Rudra Sankhyakya, somehow that comes out. Eleven kinds of, sorry, eleven lakhs kinds of Reptiles and insects, then Pakshinam uh, Dashalakshanam, then Creamy, I can't remember exactly, and then Chaturlakshani Manusha, four lakhs human beings. So, what do you need? Why are you going to research? It's already there. What do you need to know? Why do you have to research? Biology means. You feed the cow grass and you take the milk and you offer to Krishna. What do you need to study this, this, that, that? They have so many schemes. They had the green revolution in India, which was successful for some time, but the, the, uh, in the long term it's a disaster. It's an ecological disaster. Now they have all these seeds. Genetically manipulated seeds. The result is the farmers are killing, committing suicide in their thousands. They, all the farming has been disturbed. None of you know what a chapati tastes like. None of you have ever tasted a chapati in your life. Because you're all too young. <laughs> we used to have nice chapatis. But then they started using chemicals for growing and altered seeds and there's no flavor none of the vegetable none of the food has any flavor previously food used to taste used to have some flavor taste nice you're hungry you're feeling you're talking about chapatis chewing your finger when Prabhupada saw he would tell go and wash your hands so go wash your hands 
hands are not for putting in the mouth. So all the food, now it has no flavor. Even the spices, no flavor. Previously the food had so much flavor, but now it's improved. Means no flavor. <laughs> all grown with chemicals. So this whole modern society, it's a hoax. We are improving life. There's no improvement. And even if you so-called improve it, what is the value? If you forget Krishna, human life is meant for understanding Krishna. We're making so much endeavor to increase the technology. But human life is meant for living simply and studying Srimad Bhagavatam. So better we all do that. Don't waste your life. Now you have some education. You can study Srimad Bhagavatam. Better do that. Forget all this nonsense. Korea. I'll become a great scientist or engineer or doctor. What's the use? Be a humble Vaishnava. Study Srimad Bhagavatam. Understand what the purpose of life is. Live like that. By living Srimad Bhagavatam, our life becomes completely perfect in all respects. It, only in one respect will it not be perfect, and that's in the imperfect sense anyway. The people think, why is he spoiling his life? He could have become a great doctor. And instead he's reading Srimad Bhagavatam. Oh, he spoiled his life. He spoiled his material life. When you join this movement, you take a vow to spoil people's lives. We will spoil them. We will teach them about Krishna. And then they'll no longer be interested in becoming great doctors and engineers and businessmen and bankers. They'll just be interested in serving, being a humble Vaishnava. So in this way we're spoiling people's life. Actually means that from the materialistic point of view it's spoiling life. But the actual fact is that we're giving eternal life by giving knowledge of Srimad Bhagavata by which you don't have to die again and again by which you can be actually happy in this life by knowing Krishna how can you be happy without knowing Krishna it's not possible you're absorbed in so-called material advancement and forgetting Krishna one can never be happy so better live simply and study this Srimad Bhagavatam. As much as you read, you have to read again and again. There are so many books, important books, but most important, essential of all, Srimad Bhagavatam. So you have the opportunity, you have to study Bhagavad Gita, Srimad Bhagavatam, study again and again. The more you study, the more you'll find Krishna is manifested in your life. Srimad Bhagavatam, this is given by Prabhupada, pure devotee, great even among pure devotees, deputed by Chaitanya Mahaprabhu to spread his mission, to spread Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's mission all over the world. And particularly Prabhupada did that through the holy name of Krishna, Bhagavad Gita and Srimad Bhagavatam. Bhagavad Gita gives preliminary idea of the Supreme Personality of Godhead and in detail this is the book which describes the Supreme Personality of Godhead in detail 
people are reading biographies biography of Mahatma Gandhi biography every American president after he's thrown out of office he makes a few million dollars by writing his autobiography Bill Clinton when I was in America I saw the I was in a bookshop buying some book about English grammar so they're trying to sell me some book about Bill Clinton they said oh if you get that one you you bought that book you can buy you can buy this one cheaper don't want even if you beg me fall on my feet I'll ne- even if you give it to me free I'm not going to read it no interest so don't waste time reading biographies reading about useless people all this newspaper India today it's all reading about useless people filling our minds with gar- more garbage so better to read Srimad Bhagavatam and become purified hear about Krishna in his various incarnations Keshava Dhritta Dasha and more than ten but ten prominent incarnations Sri Jai Deva Kaveridam Uditam Udaram Shinu Sukadam Shubadam Bhavasaram This material world is full of repeated birth and death but in this miserable inauspicious material world if we hear about Krishna in his various avatars then we can be very happy and our life will be all auspicious by hearing about Krishna so that we get from Srimad Bhagavatam then then uh, with that background of Srimad Bhagavatam then we can sing Keshavadrita Narahari Rupa Keshavadrita Meena Sharira Jai Jagadishare just just by hearing Meena Sharira oh how Krishna has taken the form of a fish and then all the memory comes so I request study this Srimad Bhagavatam take a set you don't have time make time someone says oh I got thrown out from my job oh that's good now you have time to study Srimad Bhagavatam (laughs) otherwise there's no time what's the use people are working 12 hours good job means you have to work at least 12 hours what's good about it it's just work, 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 work and they give you one day off just so that you don't collapse too soon <laughs> they, want to, they want to ring you out they want to get at least 5 or 10 years out of you so they give you one day for partial recovery sometimes, some companies do some don't do that either so better you give our lives to Krishna better we work hard for Krishna and that will do. That's a voluntary service. Just like I wrote in that book, Brahmachari. You have those books there? I wrote in that book, Brahmachari Life. That we, ISKCON is offering plenty of opportunities. We can give you a job. Anyone wants a job? We'll give. Come. But long hours, hard work and no pay. That is what we're offering. But the pay is bliss. Service to Krishna. Long hours. Our working day starts at 3.30 in the morning. But it's not work, it's all play. 
dancing. First thing we do in the morning is dancing. Dancing, singing, studying Srimad Bhagavatam, preaching Srimad Bhagavatam. Hard work, hard wins, we don't waste time. And no pay, you know, you're not going to give you money, but something else. Something much better than money. That is Krishna Bhakti. So please take this Srimad Bhagavatam very seriously. If you're not studying Bhagavad Gita and Srimad Bhagavatam, you're simply spoiling your life. Even if you're in IYF and you're connected to Krishna consciousness, you're missing so much if you're not taking the trouble to read these books. I'm always pushing, read, read, study these books. If you do, then you can... If you don't, you'll just think I'm a nutcase. Why is he always saying that? But if you study, actually study these books, then you'll realize what great value is there. So please do that. You didn't bring my Guru Das? My Dhaba? Where's that? Alright. Does anyone have any question? Yeah. Is there... Cordless mic? No. Okay. Speak loudly. Uh, sometimes uh, devotees are encouraged to earn money for Krishna. Well, you can if you like, but better is you can earn much more for Krishna if you preach Krishna consciousness. You'll earn souls. All these buildings that we're building, they're meant for bringing souls to Krishna. So if you can bring one soul to Krishna, that's worth more than millions of dollars. And even from the financial point of view, I mean, I don't even ask people for money, but people give me more than I'd earn probably. I probably earn more than all of you do. And I don't, I don't have any fixed income. I don't ask. Of course, I sell books, but actually, that's it's not conducted as a business. The money doesn't come to me. Actually, none of the money comes to me. It all goes to Krishna. So, I'm earning for Krishna, but that requires dedication. Yeah, any other question? Yeah, yeah. Thank you so much. You wrote so many books, How do I get inspiration to write the books? Well, what inspires you? You tell me. What do you find inspiring? The words of Srila Prabhupada. Me too. When you read Prabhupada's books, you want to share it with others, isn't it? Yes. So this is one way of doing that. You had a question? Uh, 
Well, the point is that Jayadev Goswami introduces Gita Govinda by describing that Krishna is the Supreme Personality of Godhead. So apart from being very sweet in itself, it also puts in perspective that the person whose love affairs are about to be described is not an ordinary person. He has the power to kill so many demons and lift up the earth, but he is controlled by Radharani. He's controlled by love. So this important point is being made. I'm seeing hand after hand. Yeah, please speak. Sometimes I chant for material desire. Will you overcome material desire by chanting with material desires? You may have to suffer for that. Krishna may fulfill your desires and then later you may regret. By reading Srimad Bhagavatam, what is bhakti? How to perform it? that will be clear to us and we'll get the inspiration to approach Krishna without any material design. That is the message of Srimad Bhagavatam, strongly reinforced by Prabhupada's purpose. When we get the desire to attain Krishna's lotus feet, then all other desires are put in perspective for what they are insignificant. Mm. Then, at the back, someone here, please. How can lust and anger be controlled? Not such an easy thing. It's not that I'm going to say something to you and you're going to walk out the door. Okay, that's it. (laughs) Finished. I've discussed it to some extent in this book, Brahmachari and Krishna Conscious. I suggest you read it. Jahi Shatram Mahabaho Kamaru Sat. What is that? Mm, the, the enemy in the form of lust should be overcome, Krishna says in Bhagavad Gita. Kamarupa Durasadam, difficult to overcome. This enemy. Mm. Yeah. There's a plan to write something for Grihastas, but it may take some time because writing such books is it's not just a matter of uh, it's not like cooking a meal. You cook it and you know even however elaborate it is. I remember once for Gorponima we started cooking four days before and we were cooking day and night. Non-stop. So that's a, usually cooking takes one hour, two hours. For a big feast, maybe four or five hours. But then it's finished. But writing a book is not like that. If you have to research and so... It depends on the individual also. 
Some people do very quickly, but myself, I, I tend to research and think about it and take time. Let's see. Yeah, so many questions. Go on reading these books. You'll get enthusiasm, always. Make a habit of reading these books. You'll never lose enthusiasm. The author of Gorganodesh Deepika is Kavi Karnapo, as far as I remember. Did that help you? Why all of a sudden you want to know this? No, that's not true. There's so many devotees, and anyway. In the traditional sense, none of us are brahmacharis. But in the broadest sense of the term, one can be a brahmachari if one is absorbed in spiritual life. What's that? Krishna is a brahmachari? Yeah, Bhishma Dev said. A brahmachari means brahmacharati iti brahmacharya, to be absorbed in Brahma, spiritual life. So Krishna is the greatest brahmachari because he's always thinking about himself. He is the supreme Brahman. Hmm. Speaking, speaking the truth is never against anybody. Speaking the truth is always beneficial for everyone. That's a misconception if you think that speaking the truth is... You might perceive it like that. But speaking the truth is only beneficial. The truth is that we are all eternal servants of Krishna. And forgetting that we are foolish... Now foolish people may not like to hear that. But actually not to speak the truth is harsh. To fail to tell someone what their actual... They have the ability to gain Krishna consciousness. If we don't tell them, that is violence. That is cheating. If we have knowledge, someone is begging in the street and we have knowledge that he has some some legacy that's due to him, but he doesn't know, and we don't tell them, then that's cheating that person. We should tell. Otherwise, what are you going to tell? If, unless you speak the truth, what are you going to tell? Then you're talking lies.
Is that good? You should speak the truth. You can put a sugar coating on the pill if you like. But the fact is that we are all meant to serve Krishna. About this point of whether we should speak strongly or not in Krishna consciousness, I wrote an essay about that. It's in this book, My Memories of Srila Prabhupada, with over a hundred quotes from Srila Prabhupada about why we have to speak strongly and clearly. People say, I speak very strongly, talking about me, but I'm not nearly as strong as Prabhupada. People always say, oh, we want to hear about Prabhupada. But I don't know if you actually do, because if someone speaks 10% like Prabhupada, they all start, start complaining. So you want the, the watered down Prabhupada, but Prabhupada won't accept your watering down. You only like to hear stories about how he gives ladus to people. He did, he gave ladus, but he gave sauce also. He was very heavy. So this sentimentalization of Prabhupada and then preaching means that we just make people feel nice. That's not true. You should first of all, you have to make them feel uncomfortable. That I'm not, I'm not in a proper position. I mean, there's something wrong. Unless people understand there's something wrong with my life, how are they going to make it right? <laughs> Feeling hungry again? It's all right. They'll serve prasad in a few minutes. It's a bad habit to chew your finger. Hmm. Maharaj, uh, I'm seeing you only, I think, uh, last year I was seeing you here in Bombay Temple. Last year I seen you. Uh, I come on and off throughout the year, every year, for the last for the last seventeen years. On all of us, we are requesting you come more often here. No, I come often to Bombay, but I'm not usually here at the weekend. Unusual. It's the first time in many months that I've been here at the weekend. That's all. Thank you so much for your kindness upon me. Hare Krishna. Yeah, I'm telling you, you should get books.